What's going on guys, Handsome in the house. And on today's podcast, we have the runner up in the dynamic, the never done before, Tillery Success Solutions show, the real estate protege with Brian Karp. We have Andrea on the podcast, gonna be a banger. Check it out. Yeah, kid, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Handsome Home Buyer podcast. My name is Charles, AKA the Handsome Home Buyer, AKA Mercurio Maravilloso. Hey, you missed the Captain Permit. <laughs> it's just it's it's just going to shit real fast. It's Friday. <laughs> Any event, we are back. <laughs> Obviously, I'm the handsome home buyer. So if you have a house that smells like cat pee, commercial property, land, notes, anything real estate related in the five boroughs and Long Island, I'm quick, I'm easy. Lord know good Lord knows I'm a good time. And I want to buy it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and then when you say it, you've you've such a much like I would give anything to have a voice like that. Bro, even better. You just ask me and I'll just do it whenever you want. It's like, it's just it's just <laughs> smooth. You're like the Turkish Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, we are here on the podcast series of creating a top agent. For those of you who don't know, we every month we are bringing in a new agent and the four of us are going to collaborate, kick it around in, an, in the attempt to elevate, give back to the ecosystem because you guys feel like recently, like in the last six months, like things are changing. I feel like things yeah, are changing in the sense fun. that we're like coming together as an industry and everyone's like really helping each other. And as a result, like leaps and bounds, we are progressing leaps, leaps and bounds mm -hmm. in the residential world. And um, it's awesome. Yeah. It is a very, very cool thing. 100%. So this is part of that. I have my co-hosts on my left. Dan O'Neill of the O'Neill team at Signature Premier Properties. On my right. J.B. Bolvigan, founder and CEO of Tillery Success Solutions, number CEO. one training coach in real estate. And to the left, Andrea Lacoste from Douglas Allen. We have our guest, and Andrea was recently on the Real Estate Protege. Mm -hmm. For those of you who do not know about the Real Estate Protege, you're going to know. We're going to let J.B. give the rundown on the inspiration, <laughs> what it is, what happened. It was drama for days. It was a nail biter. I was honored, and Dan as well, mm -hmm. to be guests on it for a day. And I learned more in two hours than I've learned in the last six years um, in regards to sales and real estate sales and, and agent sales. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, so the Real Estate Protege is basically designed to be the most ultimate job interview in the real estate industry ever. Uh, Brian Karp, who's one of the largest uh, real estate, I don't want to call him a team because he did it by himself initially. Mm -hmm. Now he's building on his team finally, uh, one of the most highest sales in the country uh, in real estate. And he was looking for a protege to grow his team. So he eight agents competed over four days. And when I say four days, we started at 4 a.m. We didn't get there at 4 a.m. <laughs> we rolled, camera rolling. We're actually shooting this thing 4 a.m. We run until seven or eight, nine o'clock at night, depending on the day. And we tested them emotionally, physically, their skill sets, ability to work in teams, literally pushed to the limits where you cannot fake who you are. Things got exposed, people really flourished, and other people were really found. And uh, it led to uh, really breaking it down to two of the best finalists I've ever seen uh, in my career as far as like potential bands. And one of them sitting with us right now, Andrea. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what is it That's doing? That's your cue. That's Thank your cue. You. <laughs> yeah. So talk about when it airs. So it airs, uh, the episode one, it's gonna be four parts. Uh, first part will air on the 19th of February and we'll release it every day after. So the finale will be the 22nd. We have a private finale party, red carpet event. Everyone here will be going uh, and then some. And uh, then you guys will really see who the uh, real estate protege is. So if you're a real estate agent anywhere in the world, you gotta watch it. If you're a real estate attorney anywhere in the world, you gotta watch it. When does this air? 
after the finale. After okay. the finale, we're good. So yeah, we're no, sure. you're, you're yeah. free. You're okay, free. Okay, okay, yeah. You're free to okay. say anything you want. Yeah. If you're a mortgage person <laughs> anywhere in the world, you want to watch it. Am I missing anything else? Look, I mean, I think anyone who really wants to level up and see what the human being is real, uh, the, like the actual being is possible, mm-hmm. you should you should watch it because whatever you think is possible, you're you're wrong. And I mean that in a good way, in an inspiring way. Like mm-hmm. watch it so you can really see where you're at. Because everyone who went there to the real estate protege where they were a guest. When they left, and these are all high-performing people, they're like, yo, I got to get my shit together. Yeah. I got to pick up more. Like, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. I mean, I could Just, use one of Brian Brian's uh, Tic Tacs right now, one of those little, uh, those limitless, men, uh, those limitless yeah. pills. Yes. <laughs> I'm fading out, but, but I mean, we just said it on, on the last podcast that we just did, but that was one of the coolest experiences for me, you know, getting to um, watch Brian recruit and bring people on. Like, that was something that three years ago when I first got started that I would have killed for. Oh, yeah. And now to have the opportunity to be one of the uh, judges, right, that he had brought on, me and Charles, it was just such an amazing experience. And it was like the coolest thing in the world because while everything else was going on, me and Brian were just were like working in the room. So like he's answering his calls. He's getting everything read to him from Siri. He's answer, you know, he's he's responding back to agents. Yeah. I'm doing this. I'm saying, hey, Brian, how do you handle this situation? Or how do you handle that? And he's doing the same with me. So it was one of the coolest experiences to be there. And also it was like laugh out loud funny because you guys are out of your damn minds. Like, yes. but that's how but that's how Brian is and that's how he runs his business. Like, so so to share my perspective of it, like you told me about it a couple of times, right? Like in passing, but then it's like the day before. So JB's like, yo, you gotta be there at 4 a.m. at the football field. I'm like, 4 a.m. at the football field? I'm like, what the hell, what are you talking about? So I'm like, all right, and so I tell Grace. That like, didn't happen, right? So I tell Grace, I'm like, yo, I gotta be there at 4 a.m. Like this is, this is Brian Carp, you know, I'm doing this, JB, 4 a.m. I, I wake up, I got a couple missed calls from him. My alarm goes off, it's 4 a.m. I'm like, no shot. Boom, and, you know, <laughs> snooze button. No, no chance, snooze button. So so then I wake up, you know, whatever. So I got there like 9 a.m. And by then, they'd already played football. JB's already in a cast, like his foot is mangled. And they're setting up this like Ikea furniture. Yeah with like a blindfold on and I walk in the elevator I'm like what in God's name is like going on here like this is you guys are out of your minds so as the day progresses it was honestly one of like the coolest and most fun experiences I've ever had uh, in real estate and I was so fortunate to be a part of it and you definitely very much so impressed me and I think everybody else that was there Um, and I think also like since this is airing after I think one of the funniest things too like sitting next to Charles you got you and Brian were dead serious Brian brought up something about like the UFC like you know like oh last night was Poirier and and McGregor you know like talking about like how that ties into like real estate and you start going off and you're like well yeah you know Poirier he got his his ankles he got him in this chokehold and that you know and she starts going off about it and I look at you and I'm trying to like not laugh and like keep my you know keep it in but oh what what an experience and I'm super excited for that to air so speaking of experience, I'm curious to know what what did you think you were in for before you got there, and then what actually went on. So I had like no idea what to expect, but I just knew that I had to be involved because it was like a dream to be in the same room as Brian Carp and as well JB. So just taking a step back, I just feel so like grateful to be with you guys right now. Like, I swear to God, a month ago, I was watching this podcast with Amanda, and I was like, oh my God, like, I, I would do anything to just be in her spot and, like, be in front of all three of you. And I was like, how do I get Dan, o- Dan O'Neill to know who I am? Because we know common people. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a crazy, like, thing to hear. Even a year ago, like, if you would have mm-hmm. told me I'd be in, in this situation, like, I'm just, I'm blessed for your time and, like, humble. But 
going back to the real estate protege, uh, I was just ready for whatever they were gonna make me do. Like I didn't care what. <laughs> There's it was. no way you were ready to play football at 4 a.m. I knew- that was the craziest. I laugh out loud, funny stuff. Honestly, that, that was, <laughs> it's crazy because that's when I felt the most comfortable. Was playing that football? Yeah. Well, because you're you were an athlete, I'm right? An a- yeah, I'm an athlete, yeah. so I'm like, all right, I'm in my workout clothes. I have my hair up. Now I'm in my mm-hmm. natural habitat. <laughs> so besides it being 4 a.m., like, right. that didn't even matter because I was like adrenaline was pumped. I, I think one of the other funniest stories of that day for me was the fact that so I showed up at the time and JB's in you know like the he's in like an ace bandage so his foot's in an ace bandage and he can't walk like but he's not really you're not complaining about it you're not really you know no complaints you're just like uh, can you roll me so the entire day we're rolling JB around in like a computer chair yeah. and we're all I'm thinking in my head like all right come on like you know stand up like you're good meanwhile he's got you know this ace bandage on and whatever so long story short we're kind of like making fun of JB a little bit all day right like you know teasing him just just chirping him fast forward three or four days later uh, I'm on the phone with Brian and he's like yeah dude JB went to the ER and actually he tore his Achilles broke his foot and broke every single toe in his his foot so like you gotta share that story because that was like not like it's not funny but like no 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 dude it is funny I mean because literally I didn't so what happened is I think I think it was karma Mm -hmm. so um, Joe who's one of the contestants who really came a long way when we got on the football field I looked at him. I was like, "Bro, he's gonna get hurt, and he's gonna he's gonna dramatize it, and it's not gonna go well." So literally, he jumps up in the air and just see him roll on the ground, like, "Oh!" And I'm like, "What a puss!" So then, <laughs> and, and I mean that. So this is this is why it's karma. Yeah, that's why I should talk about people. So they start losing, and uh, just be careful how you post that. I, to, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was gonna say, like, I hey, Joe, because uh, it, it has a good story in it in the end. So. Yeah, it's it is. Like insulting him. It was yeah, it was a joke though. It gets yeah. it gets it, okay. it gets more appropriate in a minute. So literally, what happens is I see that he actually got hurt pretty bad, and now they're losing. The other teams calling me out to come onto the field. Oh my gosh! So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna come onto the field. Let's do this. So I go out to the field, and then I go out like you know we tied up, right? I think we were tied up by the time I got off the field. Mm-hmm. So we tied up, which is good. We're making some progress. Literally, a ball comes up. I run to try and stop the pass. When I do. This other contestant, Diana, comes up to me and I start slowing down because I think like, if I plow her, mm. I'm literally going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's not going to look good on camera. Just plow someone, yeah. Uh, especially if they're a girl. So I slow down. I go. To, I do like a half hop. She like ninja sweeps me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know she did it. Like, is it by accident? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it on camera? Yes, yeah. it's on oh, slow motion. That's so yeah, funny. We have it on slow motion so oh, you can see dude, the play. I have to see it. I turn, I, I like, as I fall, because instead of landing like this, in the air, I get changed up, I hear pop. Oh. And when I hear pop, I'm like, damn it. And literally, I'm thinking, I cannot believe I just got Joe'd right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, sh- I pull up, and I, I, I literally, I'm in the elevator, I get out, the one kid, Joe's got like his shoes off, he's hobbling yeah. around, JB can't get up, he's in like a, he's in a <laughs> yeah. cast, I'm like, bro, it's 8 a.m., like, what the, f- but, what is happening, dude? Like, but, well, here's what I'll tell you about Joe, because the, the dude is just as tough. Like, he started to assemble that furniture, mm-hmm. he was standing, he was not going anywhere, so at that moment, like, he definitely, like, I, I had a lot of respect for him, and, uh, I didn't go to the hospital until like four days later, mm-hmm. and, um, I wasn't gonna go, because I was like, there's no way it's broken because if it was broken I wouldn't be able to take it and uh, Dana would, like forced me she's like no you're going to hospital it does not look good I was like it looks fine it was like it's like, <laughs> like a burrito yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we found out it was actually pretty busted up but uh, yeah that's that, that's what happened with that um, but dude I mean literally I, I will never one is I will you don't substitute anyone if you if you if you criticize them when you sub them mm-hmm. you will get cursed and get the same injury and two is uh, he's a lot tougher. So uh, he came a long way. He did so well. So I'm really mm-hmm. proud of what, what Joe did too. 
Um, and Joe, I don't think you're a wuss at all. I think you're actually an, an animal now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's, um, so Real Estate Project, got to check it out. It's going to be amazing. You did unbelievably well. Very Thank proud you. of you. Thank you. So um, going with the theme of the show, let's let's talk about your business, right? Okay. So you're here. Mm -hmm. You got us, mm -hmm. right? Let's talk about, so how long have you been in real estate for? I got my license officially two years this month. Okay, so you've been two in real estate ago. for two years. Yes. You know, what's what's your model? What are the things that you're doing that are working? What are the things that you're, the struggles that you're having? What are the goals that you have? Let's just start to, to flush it out. So right now I do, I'm a real estate photographer. Okay. So when I got my license, um, I have like a media background, film background, love photography. So when I got my license two years ago, I was not in a spot where I could not have income. Okay. So I was like, all right, how do I kind of bring what I already know into this field hmm. and still learn real estate, getting you know in touch with people in in the field? So I was like, oh, who takes the listing photos? So the secretary at the office that I was uh, working at, she connected me with one of the preferred vendors. Sorry, uh, I mean I don't mean to laugh. I'm just thinking like who actually does take photography on, on Long Island? Like it's. I know who, yeah. that there's it. no, there's not like yeah, the people that we use have like a monopoly on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> like, really. Yeah, and that's. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity in that business. Like, yeah. Oh my god, it's a crazy amount of opportunity. Yeah. So I work for a company called Jump Visual, mm -hmm. and they're one of the preferred vendors for Douglas Hallman. So I had kind of got into it at a great time. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm one of. I don't know if I'm the only one, but one of the only that does it like full time. Mm -hmm. So if an agent calls me, like I'm going to get them in within the next, right? you know, if they need me there, I'm going. Okay. So I've been doing that, the okay. real estate photography. And that's, I your full -time, that's your full time. Part. Yeah. Okay. And I love it. But I know that that's not the vehicle to my path to success and what I really want to do with my life. So, okay. and I love real estate. I love selling it. Um, so about... Was it last year? No, 2019, like a few months uh, after getting my license, I joined a team, not knowing that that team was about to end. So I was like really excited. I joined the team. I was doing open houses like every weekend. Is that like, with Brianna? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So I was on Bree's team mm -hmm. and um, I was doing open houses. I was meeting with buyers. I was like, oh, all right, this is it. Like, mm. I'm going to get this going. Two, three months into joining the team, the team falls apart. So I'm mm. like, all right, here I am again. And that was like towards the end of 2019. Here we are, 2020, not knowing like what, what was about to happen with the pandemic. Um, I was like, all right, I was looking and like interested in finding a new team. I just didn't know which way to go. Right. And I was like, let me just figure this out. Let me take it slow. And then the pandemic hit and then photography just like took off last year. I was nonstop. But I also was selling it a little bit last year as well. So talk about the team thing for a minute, right? I'm, yeah. I'm curious here, but how I think, so I think teams are very important, right? And I think mm -hmm. they're very, um, they can really help agents take off. The issue is there's probably only like one good team on Long Island, right? Right. The only other team. <laughs> so, but how, I so agree. just talk about that for a second. So talk about just, you know, the momentum that you had with the team, how important the team was, and then when that momentum, when the team fell apart, mm -hmm. you know, why did the momentum stop? Um, so joining a team as an agent, a new agent, I think is the best thing anybody can do because you're around the energy, you're around like-minded people, you know, you're, you're getting ideas and you have your team leader who you're going to call if you have any questions, they're going to help you. So learning the business, 
you might feel like nervous, you know, oh, can I call my manager? Your manager might not answer. But if you're on a team, you have that support 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So I highly su suggest it. Um, so when the team ended, I didn't know which way to go because the two leaders were kind of like branching out. They weren't like starting their own teams at, like right away. They wanted to, but I just felt like, all right, well, it wasn't the way I wanted to go. So like I said, I didn't have the opportunity to find that new team right like away a, like I wanted to. So is the goal like, so photography is your main gig <clears throat> and, and selling real estate is kind of like your side hustle? As of right now. And the point is to build the side hustle up to be better than the Absolutely. First you, know, you know what's cool though? Like we always talk about perception as reality on the show. Like yeah. I recently started following you after yeah. meeting the, you at the real estate yeah. protege. Yeah. And I thought you were a hella busy agent. Like me too. Uh, so yeah. I, like you're posting, yeah. I guess now it makes sense. Like I just had like yeah. this epiphany that yeah. you're taking pictures of the houses that you're taking pictures of, yeah. mm -hmm. but you're posting that yeah. on your story. Yeah. And I thought that you're, I was about, I was going to say to you like, smart. what the hell? That's like two weeks. I feel like you got 10 listings. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said when I mean, it was here before, I was like, do you have an open house? And you're like, I don't have a listing. And I was like, I was like, I swear, like, I, it looks like you're yeah, that's what, crushing it, yeah. right? Well, like, that's yeah. how I thought, too. I'm in four or five homes a day that I'm photographing, and I see beautiful homes. They're gorgeous. So, yeah, I if, thought you were like yeah. Mr. Uh, Mrs. Million Dollar Listing. Like, yeah. I'm like, holy crap. Like, One what? day, that's the goal. She but has I, potential for sure. Oh, absolutely. I, Agreed. So so how do, we, how do we convert from photography? How do we convert the side hustle from being a side hustle to being your main gig? So what... What are, you know, what are the issues that you're having? What are the obstacles? Talk um, us through it. The, the obstacles is myself and just like preventing myself from just taking that leap. You know, like I'm afraid to go all in because I don't, not that I want I don't want to fail, but I don't want to be in a spot where, oh my God, you know, now how am I going to pay rent? I have no money coming in. So the 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 photography part is like, my cushion it's you know how i put mm -hmm. food on the table so I mean, how many hours a week are you, are you doing that the real estate photography mm -hmm. um i mean i'll go six seven days depending right now this is like slow season for me right um but i'm still photographing at least you know four homes a day wow you know give or take what, what if you brought on help too for the real estate photography what if you outsourced it so that way you could actually even spend a little bit more time on real estate but you're also still getting some of that money it's just maybe you're getting a fraction of the money or you're getting majority of the company money. right she works for a company oh, okay yeah, it's okay. not her thing yep yep right yeah people i mean they always messaging me about the homes that i'm showing mm -hmm. they don't know if i'm listing it buying right? it selling it photographing it but they just see that i'm in beautiful homes so sure. do you how much do you like do you like real estate photography i love it how much do you love it I absolutely love it. Do you love it more than selling real estate? No. You love you want to sell real estate more? Yes, absolutely. Do you want to sell real estate more because you think you make more money doing that or do you just can't breathe without selling real estate you love it that much? Well, because every time I'm in a house that I'm photographing, I'm like, there's no reason why I can't list this house and sell it but, or, or find a buyer or because I, I love it. I love everything about it. But that like, if there's, if you could make, if you could make hundred, let's say $100,000. If you can make $100,000 doing real estate photography or selling real estate, it's gonna take the same amount of effort, same amount of time every week. You can only do one, which one do you do? I would sell it. You would sell it? Because it, okay. I have to photograph a lot of homes to make 100,000 a year. The only, <laughs> no, no, so take oh, that take, out of the, take it, take it out of the question. All right, so okay, okay. you could sell, <laughs> You. it takes the same amount of time. Okay. What I'm trying to gauge here is what your passion is like mm -hmm. i can't do anything other than what i'm doing now right because i couldn't breathe without it right so what i'm trying to people a lot of times get caught up in money and things mm -hmm. like that i'm just curious to know like 
is your true passion photography or is your true passion selling real estate? Because whatever your true passion is, you can make a shit ton of money at it. Right. But it has to be your true passion. Right. So which one is it? It would be selling it. I love it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I love both, we- but I, I know that I can always, like, if I'm going to be successful in selling real estate, I'm always going to have that ability to photograph my listings. So mm-hmm. I'm always going to take that with me. That you're, love's never going to go anywhere. You're not going to photograph your listings because that's not the highest and best use of your time. So you start selling real estate. Find a photographer better than me, then. You give up, um, and you and you might not. Not everyone's <laughs> going to be as good as you, but they have just as long as they're good right, enough. That's right, fine. Right. But that's. Do you see where I'm going with yes, this? Yes. Yes. You're not going to be. You're not going to have time to take pictures because you're going to be running around getting right. a million listings. Right. You're cool with that. Yes. Okay. I promise you, I'm cool with that. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I was just trying to gauge you. You can have multiple passions sure, and like a bunch of other things. I just wanted to make sure because sometimes a lot of people call me up and they're like, Charles, I want to do what you do, right? I want to do. I want to flip houses. And then we start getting into it, and I talk about like I ask them about their life and what kind of life they want to have and this and that. And as it turns out, they really like their own existing business. They're just not as successful as they want to be, and then they recalibrate and they take off doing that. Yeah. So I was just because I don't have I don't know you as well as JB does. Right. That was the only reason why I was asking that. Right. So I guess so is it a matter of let's get organized, let's get a plan together. Mm-hmm. So I basically did exactly what you did. So I owned a body shop franchise called Mako before I was ever in real estate. Mm-hmm. Red Rich Dad Poor Dad and said I don't want to do this anymore. I want to mm-hmm. be a professional investor. So I ran my my body shop business like sixty hours a week. And then at night and on the weekends, seven days a week, I would work on real estate until I did two deals one year. And then I was like, I put the real estate, I put the business up for sale and sold it. Cause I'm like, I have this money to carry me through the next year mm-hmm. and nothing's going to stop me from being successful. Mm-hmm. So that's basically like to JB's point before, that's what we have to do with you. Mm-hmm. So what is your, what does your day look like? You work seven days a week pretty much? Uh, during peak season, I'm going, you know, seven days a week. So how do we compartmentalize to get you the time you need? Like, what's the time you're going to be working on real estate? Uh-huh. And then what kind of action items are we going to put together to get you to get the business to enable you to go from one to the other? Yeah, so with the photography, I pretty much work for myself. Yes, I'm contracted with the company, but I make my own schedule. Okay. So, so my goal is to still be able to, you know, make some money, you know, okay. dedicate you know, a certain amount of time each day. This is when I'm going to take appointments for photography. Okay. And then this is when I'm going to be cold calling. This is when I'm going to be doing this. And like, okay. that's what I really need to do is just structure my day. Are you doing that right now or you're not? Are you not are you structured or are you not structured? Uh, I mean, I'm sh- not really structured, but I'm starting after going through what I went through. <laughs> you don't um, have a choice at that point. <laughs> the light bulb has went off, and uh, but that really pushed me. Yeah. You know, so, but I, I need more guidance 100%. Structure is very important because I, I, I'm not great at it and I, I try and I'm getting better at it. And that's like the one thing. So let's say how many hours? So let's say seven days a week. How many hours a day? Like what? Let's set up a schedule now, basically. Okay. So let's set up a schedule for when you're going to be taking pictures and then let's, let's set up a schedule for when you're working on real estate. Okay. And then let's put together a list of things that you're going to do daily um, on the lead gen side to, to start work either with buyers and sellers. Okay. So... What is your schedule going to be for photography? Two to five, like Dan said. Okay, so two <laughs> no, to five. I think, I think that's good because that's like peak time, like lighting wise, sun wise. Yeah. So I think. Cool. You know, two to five is good because, like you said, if I'm taking out buyers, most of them are working all day. They don't mm-hmm. want to meet until five thirty six. Right. Um, and then mornings, I'll just cold call. Maybe I'll do like the flyers, like you said. So I think that that's like a good start. Just, oh, be pro- just be productive. Just be productive. Like yeah. the, the biggest yeah. thing is just being right. being productive yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Like, yeah. 
you know, sometimes like I even realize like, you know, I'll, I'll be like, what, what did I just do for the last hour? But maybe I was changing my email signature or I was on showing time or I was looking up inventory. I was just doing something real yeah. estate related yeah. and or while listening to a podcast, watching something. Mm-hmm. So if you just occupy those hours with with real estate related knowledge and content and, and, yeah. and activities, it, you're going to succeed. And, and right. if you continue to even post out the same way that we all thought that you had all these amazing listings, <laughs> if you just keep doing like that alone is yeah. going to, you know, people are going to start messaging you. They're going to start realizing, totally. wow, you're crushing it. You're killing it. And if you do all these things, you're going to just expedite you jumping in full time because mm-hmm. yeah. you, ha- you have it. This is your Instagram, right? Yes. Okay. I'll come back to that in a second. But okay. so, um, but let's say like, do we want her doing cold calls? Do we want her door knocking? Like how many a day? What's like, let's get real granular with it. She she, she gets it. So she knows exactly what it is. Sure. I mean, I, I'd go back to the same formula yeah. that we discussed, which is do the two. <laughs> we just did it all. Yeah. So it would be it would be do the two. And the way that works is it's going to be 100 calls and mm-hmm. 100 doors. So that yeah. adds up to 200, which should get you two appointments. And if it doesn't get you two appointments, you keep going until you get two appointments for the day. Okay. You so know? two appointments per day. Per day. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's not extreme. It's actually very, very doable. You know, okay. the, the, the non- the thing about being good at sales is about you don't need to close anybody. Right. They're going to close themselves. You just have to guide them there. Right. You know, sales is actually like, that's why a lot of people who are like retired teachers tend to be good at real estate because mm-hmm. they spend a lot of time educating. Mm-hmm. And a good salesperson, all they do is just educate people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a tip that when you're actually lead generating, if you follow this, you'll be able to literally close anyone, anytime, mm-hmm. always. But this has to be real to you, what I'm about to say. What if I told you that the human mind, anyone who's not insane, is incapable of making a wrong decision. What would you tell me? I'm insane. <laughs> <laughs> what if I tell you? What if I tell you you've never made a wrong wrong choice? Okay. In your entire life. I believe you, maybe. Okay. Well, I'm gonna actually prove to you guys and everyone watching that it's true. So a lot of people believe that, like for example, they they don't they like you know. Oh, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know if they're going to do the right thing. How does this all work? So I'll prove to you right now that you've never made a wrong choice or a wrong decision in your entire life. Do you have a regret? Have you ever had a regret in your life? No. Of course. Okay. Not me, really. (laughs) Okay. So if you had a regret, what is a regret? A regret is you have new data that had you known that prior to. You wouldn't mm -hmm. have done it. You wouldn't have done it. Which means that everyone, no one is bad at at making decisions. They're just bad at collecting data. Mm. Because when you give someone the right data, they'll always make the right decision. <laughs> That's okay? really funny. So the goal is when you talk to someone is to address the th- objections that never came up yet uh-huh. and give them all the right data and they'll always make the right decision. If you treat someone like they're very intelligent, they'll act intelligent. Mm-hmm. If you treat someone like they have confidence, they'll act confident. If you mm-hmm. treat someone like they're rich, they'll act rich. Mm-hmm. So you need to grant people being this and then give them data that they need to make a decision and they'll always convert. And we could talk about more of that offline exactly like how to actually like work that cycle. Mm-hmm. But I want you to have that level of like certainty and aggression when you're doing this because literally, you know, sales is not like a thing you do to get deals. It's just really like what you do as a way of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the better you are at it, you, you know, you don't get what you deserve in life. You get what you negotiate, right? right? So the better you get at this, your life will get better, not just your income. So uh, when you start doing these, these things and getting these appointments, don't think like it's a hard thing to do. It's very easy. People want to meet people all the time. You just have to make sure you're saying the right things because you want to get their attention before you can get their business. And a lot of people try and get their business before they get their attention. It never works. And that's where you look for these zinger objection hammers. Like, what would this say this? What do I say there? Oh, it didn't work. It didn't work because you never connected. You never got their attention to begin with. Right. So, I, I mean, I think really the, the true <laughs> definition of being a salesperson is um, being an effective communicator. Mm. So, like, all you're essentially doing is 
effectively communicating the benefits of your product or service, or in this case, it's you. Mm -hmm. And you have to genuinely feel that what you're offering is exceptional and mm -hmm. that they you would be doing them a disservice by not educating them on that because they go with somebody else, they're not gonna get as good a service. Right. Right. And then in general, there's really no secret to any of this. You just, you need at bats. So in order to have at bats, you need to have conversations. Mm -hmm. In order to have conversations, you need to be putting yourself out there constantly in many different ways. Right. Right. So I think if we set, like JB was saying, X amount of cold calls a day. So now mm -hmm. we have the time block, X amount of cold calls a day, mm -hmm. door knocking, flyers, circle prospecting, circle prospecting, social media, social media. so open okay. houses open from house within stuff. your office yeah. and your company. So like we were talking with, yeah. uh, you should reach out to Douglas Element mm -hmm. and say, who's not, who, who doesn't want to do an open house? I'll do it for them. And mm -hmm. do as many as you possibly can in the time frame that, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And you're going to network with other realtors because you never know who's going to send you a referral. Like Brian, Brian's not going to Belmore to sell a house. He's right. not doing it. Right. If, if, if he knows that you're in that area and he likes you, he's giving you a listing and you're going to give him a referral. Absolutely. So it's good to be friends with as many agents as possible. And then buyers that come in without agents or buyers that come in that hate their agents and yeah. are looking to leave, you're building that relationship. Mm -hmm. So now you have that. The um, Once people decide that they're curious about you, mm -hmm. they're going to start looking you up. So there are people that call me who are like, I heard about you, then I looked you up, I saw your videos, you're out of your goddamn mind, but it's like really funny, so yeah. I want to work with you or sell you my house that stink like cat piss because <laughs> I think you are nuts. So at that point, it's very important. <clears throat> What are you putting out there for people? So if you didn't know yourself mm -hmm. and I said, look at this Instagram, is that the Instagram of somebody that sells real estate? Absolutely not. Exactly. It's like, it's a personal thing. Mm -hmm. You like photography, it's family. I mean, mm -hmm. I that's a cute dog. I love that's dogs. That's my boy. <laughs> but, so wait, can I just say something? Of course. I'm your dog's favorite realtor, just saying. That's my name. <laughs> okay, I like it. But if you look at my bio, so mm -hmm. I do have a separate business page for my real estate. But I have a plan to take my content to the next level. So, no, that's great. So let's talk about it. Okay. Because you get like three seconds to make an impression, right? I look at this, I'm like, this isn't someone that I feel comfortable selling my house with <laughs> because I don't think she has like the experience. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, you know, I'm not gonna say fake it till you make it, right? But because you're in all these houses taking these pictures, yeah. I mean, I don't know about the legalities of this, so I'm gonna have to tap you guys on this one. Okay. But like, if you're taking pictures of houses mm -hmm. or making videos talking about a house that's listed on the market or gonna be listed on the market as another realtor. Can you do that? She needs permission from that listing agent to market their their listing. Yeah? yeah. She can do it, but with permission. Right. So there there are some agents uh, that I photograph all their listings and they do know that I'm an agent. Okay. Um, some of them don't. It depends on the person. It depends on the vibe. If it comes up, I have no problem talking about it. Sure. Um, but a lot of Douglas Element agents um, that I photograph for know that I'm also okay. in the business of selling real estate. So, so we'll, we'll make a little bit of a right turn. So now, so if that's the case, then we have to leverage other things. When you're in a market and you're taking pictures and you notice like, oh, I've taken a lot of pictures in Merrick, make a quick video. I'm in Merrick, houses are flying, blah, blah, blah. Like come up with, you know, lists of videos, you know, just lists of ideas and concepts. Think about, people always say to me like, I don't know what to come up with. Like, I don't know what content to put out. Mm -hmm. Think about your interactions with buyers and sellers on a daily basis, or even realtors, mortgage people, whatever it is. Whatever you talk about, just turn it into a question. I mean, here's here's one video idea for you. Since you have the real estate photography background, do a, an educational video on, on how to prepare your house for real estate photography. Mm -hmm. yeah. Declutter, clean, paint. If you have any, you know, cats or dogs, get the smell out, you know, whatever it is. Boom, there's your first TikTok. There's your first video. Mm -hmm. Go on your profile and you don't have to delete or, or anything, but right. think of your Instagram as your business card. Right. Like we talked about it on the previous podcast. I have a thousand posts on my Instagram, but... 
I went back and I archived a bunch of them. So now when you look at my page, there's only 60 of them. It's from when I started the team on mm-hmm. and it's real estate and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And what I found is I first had the real estate separate and yeah. my page, they were two different entities. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the same people that are looking at your personal page are probably going to be the right. same people looking at your, your Instagram page Absolutely. and you're posting the same stuff for the most part. It's going to be sold, active, you know, listening, whatever. Yeah. So combine those pages, you know, and, and if you have a video of you maybe giving the middle mm-hmm. finger when you were in college and you were 18, delete it or archive it, right? Like we all had it, whatever. So go back and maybe yeah. do an audit of your social media. So that way, if I meet you at Insignia or if I meet you somewhere and I get your card and now I look you up and I look at your profile, I'm like, damn, you're killing it. Like yeah. you are my, I got to use you. You're the neighborhood expert and you have a cute dog. Right. But if I look <laughs> at your, your page and I'm, and I don't know if you're a photographer or if you're a realtor or if you have, you know, whatever right. different pages, right. I'm probably going to go on to the next one. It's not going to engage me. Yeah. So that would be like a tip that I would do right away is no. sorry go ahead no no go i was just gonna say i would combine the pages and okay. make it real estate and lifestyle and that's something that i did and i implemented and it worked okay like your situation is also like very just what you're doing is very relatable meaning a lot of people are in a job that they absolutely hate and they have a side hustle or want to have a side hustle this just the the process of you documenting what you're doing mm-hmm. like you could have like you know a quick web series that's like a daily thing you can call it the transition mm-hmm. right and today's you know with the, the transition because you're transitioning from what you do now full time to what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And you could just talk about that process and what's gone on and what you've done today to mm-hmm. take you to the next level. And people are going to start to, you know, follow you and gain traction just off that mm-hmm. because they really want to do that. So they want to experience it through you. Right. And you, you'll you definitely inspire people to, to go down that road as well. In the meantime, you're just going to get attention. Mm-hmm. Keep a journal of all this stuff too. You know, like all of the, the houses that you're going on and yeah. you're taking pictures of yeah, and, and the, the neighborhoods and what this sale price was or what this list price is, whatever it may be, yeah, like absolutely. it's going to help you with knowing the market better. It's going to oh, help yeah. you knowing neighborhoods better. Like you probably know more neighborhoods than I do because yeah. you're there, you know, taking pictures. Right. Yeah. So keep a journal, you know, mm-hmm. for that type of stuff. And, and that way you can look back on and it'll just give you a better, like now you're really the neighborhood expert because yeah. you've already been there. You've already done it. Yeah. You know? that, that's the thing. So. I, I live in West Islip right now, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love the South Shore. So I'm originally from Lake Grove. I moved to West Islip last year. So I really want to brand myself on the South Shore. I love the idea of being by the water, mm-hmm. right by the t- town of Babylon, Bay Shore. Like those are great, you know, little strips. So I do okay. I do really want to take my content to the next level. I do plan on starting a podcast actually this month. Um, nice. I'm actually doing it with Kolka. You inspired Hell yeah. me. I love the whole studio vibe, yeah. lights, and like having my guests feel like, wow, this is this is real. This is yeah. important. So I actually have a name. Um, oh, let's hear it. It's called uh, Rise and Resilience. Oh, nice. Resilience is a huge word. I use that probably the whole week. Yeah. Um, but that's like a really special word for me is just being resilient. Yeah. Um, so I plan on doing that. Um, we so better be invited on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. So right now I'm only doing two episodes a month. Nice. Um, so I have my first two for this month. Hopefully within the next two weeks we'll film it. And then by the end of this month it will air. Nice. And then I really do want it to like take really cool videos. You know, just not, I don't mind doing it with my phone and winging it, but like I'm, my mentality is like all or nothing. Right, mm. so if I'm gonna go into this, okay. I'm gonna do a podcast that's no joke in a great studio. You know, I'm gonna get a videographer who's no joke, who's gonna, um, you know. Of course, that's cool. So that's but don't, my plan. But just don't, I understand what you're saying, but <clears throat> don't get hung up on it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't get hung up on the perfection, right. because getting hung up on perfection delays, you know, action. Right. And action really yields results more than perfection. 
Oh my god! If right. you saw if you saw Charles's first podcast, the audio was like it, it was, like it was in a roach infested basement with no video. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just right. just do it. I have people that get like this analysis by paralysis, paralysis by analysis, whatever type of scenario, <laughs> and just doing it and putting it out is really what absolutely. Makes it happen. No, I agree. I'm really stuck on this my downtown thing because I keep like pitching it to people and nobody wants to do it, and I think it's a great idea. Which is if you like Babylon Village, mm -hmm. I would come out with a YouTube series or like an IGTV series and call it my downtown, and I would walk <laughs> through Babylon and be like, "You want to live in Babylon because it's fucking awesome, awesome. because this why this." Yeah. And then you're gonna walk in the stores and you're gonna like right. interview store owners, That's and what interview I people to do. on the yeah. street, and be like, "Why do you love Babylon? Why do you love Babylon?" Yeah. And you can use the TikTok platform, even though I don't know how to use it damn thing but i know that you could figure it out right. to create these like custom looking videos mm -hmm. for free absolutely and it just cements you like once you become known as the person in a town yeah you just replicate the model in other places right yeah Agreed. and getting the first 20 percent of a market share in real estate is very easy believe it or not because uh, what happens is that after 20%, the absorption becomes very difficult. Mm -hmm. Whenever someone new with, with a certain level of aggression comes in, all the attention shifts there because people are so used to something there. You know, imagine mm -hmm. imagine you walk to a parking lot, it's the same cars every single day, and now there's a new shiny car there. Right. Even if you don't like that car, your eyes are going to go there. So you yeah. can be that new shiny car in those areas. Definitely. You have to like just push hard. And I would create like a whole docu-series. Like I would make it like... So, like use your video editing other skills yeah. and make it like a f funny, but people know what's going on. Like... Why aren't houses selling in this area? Why are so many disappearing off the market so fast? We find yeah. out, and then literally go open up the doors like heartbeat, heartbeat, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, you know how to edit? You open videos? it out, and it just goes out. Oh, that's a freaking yeah. I video. I do uh, floor plans, Matterport, drone. Oh, wow. oh I mean, come my on. fiance helps me with the drone, <laughs> and, and he helps me with <laughs> editing. Um, yeah, so you, you could you could just create something like really like you know. Create something catchy and funny. Yeah. And don't try and go viral because the video that you go viral with will be the one that wasn't you right. were trying to go viral with. <laughs> Just try and make something where you get right. attention. Right. And then lead it off to something. But you have you have a lot of like you have a lot of things in your arsenal <clears throat> that you can use. Definitely. And you should. Just remember this. When you wake up every morning, uh -huh. other real estate agents are tired. Mm -hmm. They're distracted. Mm -hmm. They're lazy. Mm -hmm. And they they like to make excuses. Mm -hmm. They don't have the budget or the time to create the type of content you'll create. Just make a list of everything they won't do mm -hmm. and get really good at that. And mm -hmm. here's what they'll do. They'll go into apathy about it. They would say, forget Andrea, I'll just go for number three. I'm not gonna try and compete with her. That's what's happening with Dan now. Like people don't wanna like say, I'm gonna beat Dan. They're just be like, all right, Dan's one. Right. And I'll, just, I'll just be number <laughs> three, yeah. right? Like I'll just Absolutely. be number two. So that's kind of sure. like, what, that, that's what's happening now. So what you wanna do is you wanna, you wanna go so big in what you're doing where everyone, like if 90% of the marketplace goes, all right, I'm just gonna just whatever. That's what you do, you know? Mm -hmm. That's why like uh, when me and Charles shot episode one of Hot Rides in Real Estate when he came on as a guest, mm -hmm. I started to hear chatter that other people were about to like do the show. So I banged out like tw like 10 episodes in like 10 weeks. Cause I said, all right, getting one nice car is one thing, putting everything, then everyone else just like dropped that idea. Right. Cause now to top it, you have to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. So what you need to do is just go in, down a list of this is what your competition won't do and mm -hmm. you do it. And if it's, you're very creative, so you can make a million dollar production for a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And any skill sets you don't have, you can learn quickly because you already have the base knowledge of it. Mm -hmm. So take all that you have right now and just really start creating a lot of content. Have long-term projects, short-term stuff, mm -hmm. and just get like super aggressive in what you're doing and it'll work well. Just outproduce everybody. If you can't outspend them, outwork them. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes if you can't out-network them, out-create them. So mm -hmm. just, you'll always have something you'll always be able to develop an edge over someone else on. Mm -hmm. As a close out, are there, any is there any other questions or just things that you want to talk about with us? 
<laughs> Put her on the spot. That's, that's a tough question. I mean, I just... <laughs> it's my stomach. That's my stomach, it's too. It's, it's, it's all of our stomachs. Get me the samurai steak. <laughs> oh, my God. Get me the samurai steak. Um, for, for those listening, we, if we sound a little bit dead on this one, it's because we've been doing this for eight hours. <laughs> I don't have many questions, but I just... Like, I... I appreciate everything that you guys do you know your energy i love being around people like you um i feed off of it and it's just good vibes and i could talk to you guys forever yeah so i uh yeah i just feel blessed to be in this seat right now no we appreciate you coming coming. it was awesome to see you in action on the protege yeah check her out she did amazing (laughs) um sign off my man on the left Dan O'Neill, the O'Neill team at Signature Premier Properties. Let's go get some food, please. On the right. J.B. Bolvedin, Total Success Solutions. Andrea? Andrea Lacoste, Douglas Elliman. <laughs> Handsome. <laughs> 516777 <laughs> sold to the Samurai Sword. Yes. That's a wrap. Yeah, that is so funny. Cool. Oh, my God. You can tell.